Welcome everybody, it's Heavy Ham. This is another episode of the Hamcast. It's been a while. It has been a long while. I finally came out of the trenches, crawled out of the mud, and out of the darkness of the abyss that is my mind <laughs> in all seriousness I thought I was going to leave this recording of the podcast behind for good but then I realized I was leaving it for all the wrong reasons so I picked up the microphone And I started recording an entirely different podcast. And it's doing moderately well. But this one, oh, this one was the one that gave me the mental breakdown. So I thought it only right to jump up on here let y'all know that I'm doing well, that I'm doing, I'm doing good. Not only am I doing good, but mentally, I'm doing better than I have in a long time. I guess it's time I catch you guys up with a few things that have transpired in my life. I had a heart attack shortly after I said goodbye. Following the heart attack, I had a stroke. And I had to undergo months and months of therapy to get me back to where I'm able to talk. As normal as... I am talking to you now. The stroke happened close to around about this time last year. Mentally, I am as good as could be expected. I don't think anybody is completely as sane as they try to pull it off. I'm not going to do a full one hour session right now, but rest assured, come this coming Tuesday, you guys will get a full one hour episode from yours truly, as I plan on giving you a complete hour of a conspiracy theory this is after all my conspiracy channel and it will continue to be chocked full of goodies but before i let y'all go i would like to leave you with a tidbit to chew on so allow me to do so This little morsel was dropped in my emails 
while I was asunder. I want you guys to do this safely. You guys can Google it if you wish. But I would recommend using the search engine DuckDuckGo. It doesn't track you. It does not store your information. Look up the patent number US650614B2. For those of you out there that are military in nature like myself that is umbrella sierra 65 oscar 614 bravo 2 look it up have fun gnawing at it for a little while until tuesday and we will dive on in to that and a little bit of Randonautica. It is all the rage. And it is my latest conspiracy. That I am. Diving into. Head first. And when I mean head first. I mean head first. Ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you that I have experienced. Some weird stuff. While randonauting. Um, as in. The universe wrapping its gentle giant hands around me and guiding me to things that quite honestly cannot be explained so tune in Tuesday 2pm Mountain Standard Time work it out whatever that is on your coastal shores in your desert wastelands Find me. I'm wherever podcasts are available. And this is the Conspiracy Channel to beat Conspiracy Channels. I'm Heavy Ham. And I'm back, motherfuckers. We're going to get into it. And we're going to get into it heavy. Because on this channel, we ain't afraid to get dirty. I love y'all. Stay solid. Stay frosty. And as promised, ladies and gentlemen, the man with the plan, Heavy Ham, is back in the house. Now, it took a good long, good long while to get back on this project of conspiracies, cover-ups. And, uh, I think I owe it to you guys to give you a full rundown as to exactly what led to me walking away. So I'll do that in this episode of The Ham Is Back. I was... Originally, I started out this channel to express the things that I've researched and express the things that I have a high regard for understanding, Um, be it 
conspiracies surrounding our government's involvement in quote-unquote terrorist attacks or cryptids um, that have fossil records and unequivocal uh, proof that I that is being um, buried among amongst red tape and hoaxes. Um, I've had emails, phone calls, visits to my old home to the point to where I had to move with threats of you're getting too close and if you don't stop accents may befall you kind of messages um people that I never had given my phone number to were somehow reaching out and telling me that I needed to stop I no longer had the computer that I had. Um, I had to archive a lot of my files, encrypt them, and so on and so forth. They're no longer kept on a computer. Um, I have no problem saying that openly. I don't keep them on an actual hard on an actual hard drive. Um, I tried doing the old school method as well, keeping everything in format and keeping them off site um, when I returned to retrieve said files they were either destroyed and or missing um, and the best explanation I got from the storage facility that I was renting from was they thought I had instructed them to destroy the, the storage unit. So, this tells me that there are much greater powers at play. Um, even the surveillance tape that overlooks the lobby was altered um, when I say altered I mean you clearly see somebody come in up to 30 minutes prior and then there's some kind of magnetic uh, or some kind of variation on the tape can't verify it's magnetic or I don't know but something happens where the tape is unable to be viewed you can tell the camera's still on, but it's just not picking up image. And then... Um, almost as instantly as it malfunctions, it unmalfunctions, if that's the word. Um, it was creepy. It was very, very creepy. Um... I don't know who or what 
those those entities or those people were. I was clearly too hot on the heels of something. And it wasn't just me that was undergoing this. I am a small-time podcaster. There are people that are much more in the limelight than I was. And they were getting these phone calls. They were getting these visits. Um, I was sharing a lot of my information that I was finding out with them. And they were um, sprinkling it in to their stuff. Um, of course, I volunteered to be, um, kept anonymous, but what ultimately led to me, uh, shutting down this side of the podcast was, um, there, once I reached a certain point, Um, there were constantly, (laughs) and it may just be a coincidence, but it seemed like there was constant police harassment around the time prior to my leaving. Um, I got tagged as dangerous, uh... I don't know if you guys are aware of how um, traffic stops happen and why certain traffic stops require more cops than others. Um, but I'm going to let you in on how they work. So, if a cop pulls you over and notices something on your person, be it a tattoo, a ring, a patch, Um, anything standing out in association with any known group, um, they're going to make note of it and they're not just going to make a physical note. They're going to make a note that's logged in, in the computer system. So every time and for the record, um, Cops don't actually have to physically run your plates. The car does that to the plates surrounding the car um, automatically. So all a cop has to do is hit a button like for to turn on the system. Turns on the system, the, co- the car has like all these little mini scanning cameras um, placed around by the lights. I know because I've been inside the, the vehicles. I've asked questions. I've done my homework. I've done my journalistic homework. This software, this programming actually exists. And at that, they already know who you are by the same process. The second you step out of the car, the program can scan for your face and it pulls it up. So if you've lied to them about who you are, you're done for anyway. Um, now there is some rumor that Walmart has this technology. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I doubt that 
I highly doubt that Walmart has that technology. I wouldn't put it past them. Um, with the whole Walmart is a FEMA camp kind of thing. Um, you look at you look back at the WalMarts that were abandoned and then boarded off for the military. Um, Walmart is one of the most highly secured stores, and as a bunker, as a topside bunker, it would serve its purpose. They literally sell everything under the, under the sun in there, from ammunition, firearms, survival gear, all kinds of uh, commissary. They would have a spot for uh, prison, uh, prison cells. As a, as a makeshift bunker and stuff like that, Walmart... Walmarts would be the store you would want to shut down and turn into a makeshift um, bunk- bunker slash military outpost. While still keeping the product, some of the product coming in. Um, that being said, um, getting back on track, um, I left ultimately due to the police harassment, um, my wife kept getting pulled over because my name was on the tag and it had been labeled as biker affiliate. I don't care that they, um, want to label me as a biker affiliate. I'm proud to be a supporter of my local dominant club. I'm proud to be a supporter of the clubs that will let, will, um, let me support them. I'm not going to go come right out and drop name drop. That's not my way of doing things. Anybody who wants to know who I openly support... You can go check out my Instagram page, my uh, Facebook page. I think it's pretty clear who I openly support. I'm not secretive about it. I have no reason to be. Um, But I did. I got labeled as a biker affiliate. And then I also got labeled as... And this is out of the words of the officer that actually pulled the car over while I was in the car and he told me a couple of things while I was in the vehicle he because uh, I'm going to stop recording for a second so we can talk and I was like you might want to keep that camera going buddy I was like I've had bad instances with cops that turn off cameras because no this is for your good I was like okay well what's the deal and he goes alright so check this out in the notes it says you're, an, you're a biker affiliate. Uh, that's why we had three cops show up to the scene. We thought you were going to give us a hard time. I was like, well, I appreciate it. Um, and I understand where you guys are coming from. I am affiliated with a lot of clubs. Um, friends with a lot of bikers. But 
I spend most of my day in a wheelchair, not on twos, um, so I can't actually ride. Never had the privilege of riding with the club, and uh, I know for a fact that you, a lot of you uh, boys in blue strap on cuts on the weekend and uh, ride on twos in a club, so I think that's kind of an oxymoron that you guys are spinning the whole MCs or gangs while boys in blue are doing the same thing. He goes, well, we don't do that here in Utah. I was like, yeah, you do. You guys have a Utah charter. He goes, for real. And I was like, I can call one of you boys up if you want. Just give me my phone. I'm friends with them. And, uh, so he said he was going to look into it and da 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 da. I was like, there's police officers, there's regular duty officers, there's detectives, there's judges and district attorneys in this club. Um, they don't consider themselves one percenters, they have a 99% patch because they are law abiding citizens, according to them. However, um, once they get back on the job, that's when they go from a 99% to the 1% because they feel that because they're able to shift back and forth between the quote-unquote outlaw life and the quote-unquote normal life so fluidly, that gives them some sort of power. And he says, I didn't know that. I was like, yeah, they even have a special tattoo. <laughs> I'm like... You can spot them all. They have like a bat, their badge, and then it has a different emblem at the top. He goes, I know a couple of people that have that tattoo. I was thinking of getting one. I was like, you can't get it unless you're part of their club. I was like, you can get your tattoo, but you won't be able to get the emblem that's at the top. So that, that conversation happened, and this is while I was being arrested. Um... I can't, like I said, I won't name drop. The officer asked that I keep his name out of it. I've actually spoke with him just not too long ago. Um, I have become pretty decent, decently acquainted with most of the Layton City Police Department, as well as my mayor, my governor, and the city council. I am working with the city council to better the community up here in Layton. Um, however, with COVID-19, a lot of our plans have been put on pause until next year because then a vaccine will be in place and so on and so forth. Um, that being said, um, you know, there was a lot of police harassment on, on the vehicle and then I ended up getting arrested. Uh, I did get released that same night, but the entire time I was in there... They kept trying to actually dress me down. Now, for those of you who have never spent time in even county, dress you down is when they try to uh, take you in the back, strip you of your clothes, and have you shower, check your ca check every cavity for something you could be hiding, and then dress you down in dress you down in. Um, here in Utah County, I believe is orange. 
I know in Salt Lake County it's orange. In um, Davis County, I'm not sure. I've never been dressed down in Davis. And that's where I was arrested. That's where I live. Um, you cold? Sorry, my puppy's cold. You want another treat? So, yeah, I, uh... I've never been dressed down in Davis County, thank God. My brother has. I could ask him. Um, I don't live so much the outlaw life, but I don't like calling cops if I don't have to. Um, I'd rather take care of it myself. I've always been that way. Um, And then the other thing they labeled me as was a anti-police conspiracy nut. And I found that to be kind of hateful. So when he read off what what the, the notes they had put in... What? Go potty! When I had read what they had put in the notes, or he had read off what he, they had put in the notes, I was taken back for a minute, and I told him, I was like, look, I'm not anti-cop, I'm anti-bad cop, but to be fair, there's bad people in every group, you're telling me that there's not good motorcycle club people, go ahead, go party. Just because they have an outlaw image doesn't mean that they don't do good. You're going to try to tell me that there's not good judges and bad judges? That there's not good and bad and rednecks? There's not good and bad and black people, white people, Chinese people? There wasn't good and bad dinosaurs? I'll be right back with you. Give me one second. Sorry about that. 
I told them there's good and bad in every in every group, in every culture, and every race. No matter what, if you go around judging everybody based off the bad, then you'll alienate all the good. And uh, I don't find that to be right. So I could have got out of the car, given you a hard time. And, uh, I could have got out of the car, given you a hard time. Been a complete ass due to the last encounter I had with an officer. But I didn't. Instead, what I did was I showed you respect because you showed me respect. Because I appreciate that. Because the last officer. I had an encounter with you. Did you a great disservice. He, uh, made it to where every cop in town, when they run your plate, is going to think that you're on the verge of wanting to kill him. So I'm going to delete this note. Are you a biker affiliate? And I showed him my ring. I said, I'm a, I'm a supporter of one specific club and a friend to all the others. But I don't think my wife should get harassed because of it. Well, I'll delete that note too then. So that is your wife's car. I said, yes, it is. He goes, okay, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. If you're not operating the vehicle, you have no duty to provide me with your identification or your driver's license. I was like, really? I didn't know that. He goes, I just got lucky that you didn't know your rights. I'm like, well, I know them now. He goes, and I suggest you learn them. Because there's a lot of people out there that will take full advantage of the fact that you don't. And you'll end up in the back of another squad car. So I started learning my rights. And advocating for my rights and your rights and everybody else's rights. But what ultimately happened was, as I began doing that... I began getting pushback from my family. That's right. My wife, my kids, everybody around me started questioning why. Why all of a sudden? Why now? It's like, I've always been for the Constitution. I've always been about your rights, my rights, everybody's rights. Shouldn't come to no surprise that I'm trying to 
dive further into it, learn how they've been mistreated or abused and taken away and started being taken away from us. Now I'm trying to educate people so they get brought back so we can get them back. And... So there was a lot of that going on. And then... I ended up having... What doctors called... A mild heart attack. Now mind you, that was my second... Mild heart attack. I can't afford a third. I might not make it out of it. Um, I've already... to give you guys a little bit of backstory, and I'm not even gonna say backstory because I heard that used yesterday, and uh, found out that when someone says backstory, usually means it's not real. So, um, to give you some context, okay, um, back around 2011, 2012 ish. I had my first mild heart attack, and uh, shortly thereafter, I ended up feeling ill, you know, under the weather, just felt like I had the flu, Um, but my chest was kind of heavy, and it was, I could tell my heart was kind of beating a little irregular, and we called my doc, and the nurse came on and says, you need to take him up to the hospital. I don't want to go up to the hospital. I hate how they always send everybody to that has had heart conditions. If you have even the slightest chest pain, hospital. Because then it makes the person... Because here's the thing. If you, have ha- if you have heart conditions and one of your complaints is... Um, chest pain or chest tightness and you go to the ER on the recommendation of your doctor even if it's at the recommendation of your doctor after you go so many times your heart condition gets downplayed and then you get diagnosed with something else called angina which is basically a polite way of saying fake heart condition (laughs) I mean, angina is a real thing, and it really, it really can mimic uh, a heart attack and stuff like that. But it's not a heart attack, and so I didn't like the fact that every time I called, it was like you got to take him to the doc, you got to take him to the hospital, because when. I was never the one calling, and so whenever my wife would call and hear, if that's what's going on, you have to take them to the hospital. Naturally, after just having a mild heart attack, if a loved one hears you have to take them to a hospital, what's the first thing they do? They panic. So you're up at the hospital two, three, four, five times in a month. Well, this time I end up at the hospital. And I'm thinking, why are we here for the fucking flu? 
Yes, my chest is heavy. It's maybe it's bronchitis. And I'm sitting there and I can feel my blood pressure starting to rise a little. And last thing I remember was the nurse was in mid-question. I don't remember what question it was, but she was mid-question. She turns her back to me and I'm gone. That was the last thing I remember. I'm gone. Um, my next memories aren't even of this earth. Um, I'm in a complete darkness. Okay, complete and utter darkness. I hear voices, disembodied voices. I can't make them all out. Um, some are off in the distance. Some are really close to me, like in my ear. There's one that I'm trying to focus on because it sounds vaguely familiar. And then I hear this really loud panicked scream, like piercing the veil of the darkness. And I feel as if I'm shoved up against the wall. And then I feel like I'm slammed through the wall. And next thing I know, I'm waking up in a completely different hospital room. And my very next memory is looking at my wife and saying, my mom says she's proud of you. Now, When I came to, all I could see around certain people was these, was this emanating light. And I say only around certain people. I couldn't see it around everybody. It wasn't like I could see everybody's emanating light. I could only see it around certain people. My wife was one. There was a lady in that was standing just outside my room. I could see it emanating from her. And that was was really eye-opening. So then they said I had a mild heart attack just not too long ago, you know. Um, Shortly thereafter, I'm out in the garage. I'm doing what I do. I was recording a podcast for my other channel. And I don't remember or rather I was setting up because I've gone back through all my podcasts and I can't find the recording so I must not have actually started the recording either that or it had been deleted Uh, one thing on Anchor if you don't save and you just exit it deletes so it is a great uh, platform I love working with Anchor. They've been great to me. Um, But if you don't hit the save, there is no save. So make sure you hit the save every time if you're recording. And I think what happened was I I had this strong recollection that I was recording. Um, Of course, my memories from that entire day are way the hell out there. I really don't have a whole lot say um I remember I vaguely remember going to the garage and that's only because people keep telling me I was in the garage 
So I don't know if it's a memory or if it's a planted memory. Because I don't remember being in the garage. It took me a long time to go back down to the garage. So maybe on some subconscious level, I know that I was in the garage. Anyway, that's where the stroke happens. And... Um... I guess I was inches away from dying yet again. And um, they get me to the hospital. Um, I end up spending two and a half weeks in the hospital due to the stroke. I finally come home. I get to spend a week at home. And then I have to go back to the hospital for another extended stay. Uh, to figure out what's going on with my seizures because the seizures can lead to a stroke and um, it, it was it was chaos um, they found the stroke on the first MRI and then the second MRI they couldn't find any evidence of it um, I have been experiencing some really odd paranormal things with my gifts um so much so oh my gosh okay so I have I've learned so much since I have been away um for those of you who have followed this channel for a while you know that I have the ability to dream travel and um many of my Many people in my family have different abilities, such as my wife can read people. Um, she can do it at a distance. She can do it even better if she gets a hold of your hand. My daughter is the same way. She can um, read your memories like as if she was there, and she can travel in her dreams. Um, but she can do it at an advanced level, like um, to the point... Like, I can, I can dimensional travel, and I can linear travel through time. Like, I can go back, and I can come right back up to this moment. Once I was able to, once, and I say once, I was able to go forward. I did not like what I saw, and that scared me. I won't ever try to do that again. Um, so I'm able to go into other dimensions, and I'm able to conversate and communicate with other beings and that's pretty cool I love doing that a lot of people have this doubt or this question of what is their purpose here on earth I don't I know my purpose here on earth I know what I'm meant to do um, I know why I haven't died um, every time I've had an encounter with death, why death hasn't claimed me. Um, but I also know that there is a ticket out there that has an IOU. And um, we'll get more into that as we progress through this series. Because I'm going to... This is a topic that has a lot of talking points that need to be... Um, opened up. I'm just kind of hitting you guys with bullet points so you guys have some 
things that you guys can hit me up on and ask questions about. Um, you guys can find me over on Discord if you want. Um, disc, my Discord is Heavy Ham. That's H V Y H A M M. Um, also, I the server is Into the Mix um, for open discussion of the podcast or just you can look me up on my personal server which is heavy ham h-v-y-h-a-m-m um i'm fine with that too i'm trying to grow a community over there where everybody that listens to my podcasts can conversate and communicate um openly and freely without any judgment and share your stories um if you want to share them personally with me and you have discord uh just follow me and then um shoot me a direct message over there on discord with your story or you know a link to your story whatever i'll check it out and if you want me to share it let's talk and you can tell me what parts you want me to leave out. You can tell me, you know, what I'm allowed to share. And I'm more than happy to do that. To get your story out. There's a lot of people out there that have stories that they want to be told. That I think it would be therapeutic if they told them. Even they probably know it would be therapeutic if it got told. But they're just not ready to say it themselves. And maybe if they heard it in kind of a uh, platform like this. It might give them some kind of closure some kind of understanding as to what happened um so going back to the stroke um after that my dream travels took kind of an exciting turn i started um visiting this place called the pink lake i call it the pink lake because quite literally it is a lake that is pink um but it's different um in the sense that no area around it is identical to the the other one like where i come out and meet the lake it's pine trees and uh evergreens um there is a another area that is completely pond trees and another complete another area that's completely aspen and birch Another area that is completely just swampland. Um, so, and I can see all these areas, but every time I go there, it's the evergreen side. Um, I don't know if it's because I'm part of the faction of the evergreens or because I have a direct link to the, the watchers of the woods, but that's just the way it is um and when i first went there um i could hear some of those disembodied voices again um but more than being just disembodied voices now i was starting to be able to see images flood in with those disembodied voices and they weren't disembodied voices they were telepathic communications um but we're running short on time so let's leave it there and i will share with you my first adventure at the pink lake next thursday ladies and gentlemen as always it has been a pleasure catching up with you 
and I look forward to sharing more more of my uh, adventures away from here with you guys so we can get back into the swing of the conspiracies. I've got a juicy one for you, and it comes in the form of a Lego advertisement. If you guys want to brush up on it real quick, you guys can. Go check out the Lego ad with the white rabbit. Tell me what you think. You can either email me directly from the link in here. You can follow me on the on my Instagram and direct message me there. Or head on over to my Discord. My handle is Heavy Ham. H-V-Y-H-A-M-M. And that is it, ladies and gentlemen. It's been a pleasure. I'm Heavy Ham and we're back, baby. Ain't nobody stopping us now. Stay lit, stay frosty.